Let's roll. Welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French, and today is Sunday in the 30th week of Ordinary Time, and the homily today is called Convicting a Catholic. And for reference, we are reading from the Gospel of Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. So let's begin. In 2016, the National Center for Pastoral Research released the Mass Attendance Report, Now, this report found that on Sundays, roughly 623,400 Catholics go to Mass, which is about 11.8% of the Australian Catholic population. So out of all of those people who check the Catholic box on the census, only 11 to 12% actually attend Mass on Sunday, which I think raises a very important question. What exactly does it mean to be Catholic? What does it mean to call ourselves Christians in the first place? Now, I've had couples and families come to me in the church asking to get married or have their child baptized. Now, I always begin by asking these couples or these families a simple question. Why do you want a Catholic wedding? What are your reasons for having your child baptized? Now, sometimes they're genuinely seeking the gift of God's grace that is given to us by Christ in the sacraments. And when that happens, it is a beautiful thing. But unfortunately, the most common answer I receive is more like this because my family is Catholic, or because I was baptized or went to school here, or uh, my parents uh, came from here and this church is very important to them. Now, as a priest, I have to ask those people, but what about you? Are you a Catholic? Do you desire, do you love, do you strive to follow Jesus in your life? Now, Along this kind of line, Billy Graham used to have this this line of questioning that I think is actually fantastic. Now, we as Catholics would call this an examination of conscience. He would ask his audience the following thought exercise. He would say, if you were arrested for being Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Now, among the evidence that would not be accepted in court, he said, would be items like jewellery, clothing, or bumper stickers. So that kind of rules out crucifixes. For me, that rules out the collar, because these things are circumstantial. The only acceptable evidence of being Christian is the way you live. So he starts asking some questions. Would your ministry activities in your church serve as good evidence for you being a Christian? What evidence would they find in your car, or in your house, or on your bookshelf? What would they find in your bank statements? That's a very important one. Suppose the prosecution subpoenaed a record of the TV shows you watch, or today that would be your internet search history. What would that say about your commitment to Christ? Now, if the people who knew you best were called to testify under oath, what would they offer as evidence? After interviewing your boss and your co-workers, your neighbours, your family, would the court convict you of being a Christian or would they acquit? Would the judge dismiss the case for a lack of evidence? So I suppose it leaves us with this question. What does being Christian look like? What does it mean to be a Catholic? Well, I think Jesus gave us that answer in today's gospel. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And you must love your neighbor as yourself. See, the Catholic faith, it's not a costume. It's not an interesting fact about us or our family or our culture or our upbringing. Genuine faith is personal relationship with Jesus. 
It is the knowledge that God loves you and has a plan for your life. That Jesus has the power to forgive us our sins through baptism and then again in the sacrament of confession and lead us by grace into an entirely new way of life. Now, this is exactly what St. Paul was talking about in today's second reading from 1 Thessalonians when he describes the Christians in Macedonia and Achaia spreading the faith everywhere because they broke away from the idolatry of the culture around them and they began to live these radical lives preaching the gospel of Jesus. Now, this reminded me of the 2005 encyclical Deus Caritas Est, God is Love, by Pope Benedict XVI, where he wrote, Being a Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or of a lofty idea, but it is the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. So for the Christian disciple who follows Jesus genuinely, everything changes. Love for Jesus becomes the focus and the center of life, and as a result, it becomes the foundation of every desire and certainly every major decision. Now, the truth is this, however, and this, I think, is what Billy Graham was trying to get at. If our way of life is indistinguishable from that of our secular neighbor who just doesn't give us stuff about Jesus, then I fear to say there's probably not enough evidence to convict us. See, Jesus died and rose again to show us how much God loves us. And he loves us beyond what we can imagine. But the moment that we accept that love, the moment that we come to recognize that love that God has for us, it becomes our duty as baptized Catholics to participate actively in the mission of the church. Now, what is the mission of the church? Well, in the same encyclical, Pope Benedict wrote this, the church's deepest nature is expressed in her threefold responsibility or mission. Number one, proclaiming the word of God, the kerygma martyria. Two, celebrating the sacraments, liturgia. And three, exercising the ministry of charity, diakonia. So they're just the fancy Greek words, but it boils down to this. Number one, preach the gospel. Number two, celebrate the sacraments. Number three, exercise Christian charity. So if we desire to be Catholics worthy of the name, we must, number one, preach the gospel. But to preach the gospel, we have to know the gospel. As Jesus says today, and we have to pay attention to this because I believe it's the only time he says it, This, at least the last word, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. I know in the Old Testament it says might, but here it says mind. See, loving God requires us to know him, to spend time studying scripture and what the church has to teach us. So I think my advice in terms of scripture and spiritual reading is 10 minutes a day and we're on our way. If we desire to be Catholics worthy of the name, then we must too celebrate the sacraments. We're told again and again that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. It is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus himself given to us as our daily bread and our spiritual sustenance. Now, if we truly believe that, we should go out of our way to prepare for Mass, to arrive on time, to dress for the occasion, to observe the one-hour Eucharistic fast, and if we're in a state of mortal sin, to go to confession before receiving the sacrament of the Eucharist. And number three, if we desire to be Catholics worthy of that name, we must three, exercise charity. As Billy Graham said, what does our bank statement say about our Christian faith? How much are we willing to give to the poor and to the church? 
What damaged relationships can we begin to heal in our life? Are we just ignoring those wounds or are we trying to bring reconciliation to those uh, broken relationships? What habitual act of kindness might we begin to incorporate into our week, into to our loved ones, people at work, or wherever we might go? So let us pray today now for the grace that we need to live this Christian life and be Catholics worthy of the name. Father, you invite each of us to share in the life and the ministry of your Son, Jesus. Send your Holy Spirit to form us as missionary disciples. Teach us to hear Jesus, to love Jesus, and to share your gift of salvation with everyone we meet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to help me spread the word and this Average Shepherd podcast, You can do so by sharing this with anyone you think might benefit. Thank you so much. God bless and keep the faith.